Welcome to the Financial Planners Southeast Asia podcast, a show dedicated to driving the positive evolution of financial advice, specifically within Southeast Asia. To join a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice, head to xyadvisor.com. Once again, this is Gwen from the XY Advisor team and welcome to the Financial Advisors Southeast Asian podcast. Today, I'm with a financial advisor from Malaysia who is very passionate about financial planning. Um, She's been in the industry for quite some time now and has um, learned a lot from the industry and wants to continue learning. Please give it up for Vivian Chin. Hi, Vivian. Hi, Gwen. This is Vivian here. I'm from Malaysia. Uh, Good afternoon, everyone from Malaysia. (laughs) Good afternoon. And thank you so much for being here with me in in the podcast. Um, I'm very excited. So we actually did uh, chat a bit (laughs) before we started this recording. And, uh, And we tackled in a little bit, just a little bit of like some important topics that I'm actually keen to talk about. But first, I want to start this podcast by getting to know you more and for our listeners to get to know you more as well. So how long have you been in the financial industry exactly? Oh, okay. Uh, before I become a financial planner, I was an agent. I was in the um, non-unitrust uh, industry. I was mm-hmm. with uh, one of the company in Malaysia and it's about like uh, about three years and after three years, I get um, you can say that I found I found um, a way for me to help my clients, which is I um, pick up my CFP courses, which is in Malaysia. So yeah, I uh, I took up my my CFP in two thousand eighteen, and I uh, I mean certified in uh, in two thousand uh, I think yeah. 2000, sorry, sorry, I took up my CFP in 2016 <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I finished off in 2018. Yeah, it's mm. been three years and oh, it's been like four years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time flies by. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> right, so you've been in the industry for four years now um, yeah. and you, you mentioned that you're still learning uh, and you want to continue learning to and, you know, offer the best um, advice and um, financial management system for for your clients. Now, why exactly did you get into financial advice? I know, I know you mentioned that um, you wanted to, um, you know, offer something more for your clients. But like, yes. what brought about that, like yeah. that realization? Yeah, it's a good question, Nick Gwen. Um, cause uh, you know, once I met up with my one of my clients, she's my favorite, uh, by the way. And yeah. uh, she's uh, when we talk about retirement, she's broke in tears. You know, when we talk about retirement, because mm-hmm. she know that she can't retire at all with her current salary and saving that she have. Mm-hmm. At that time, I can't really help her. So it, mm. it kind of made me uh, want to help her more. And then I can see her, uh, you know, it's like me, myself, in after 20 years' time. Yeah. So you know, f- 
from then, I, I, I made a decision that I need to do something. So one of my friends um, introduced me about CFP. They talked talk to me about CFP. What is CFP? Then I find, wow, it's really interesting. And then from there, I learned that I you know the way how to advise my clients and uh, you know, solutionings that I can provide to them. You know. All this started from my, a friend of mine and mm. because of my clients here. That's the reason why I'm, you know, I continue with this journey. I would like to help more Malaysians mm. so that they can you know, have a, a better future, a, mm. a life that they, they desire for a long time. They can mm. live on a peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great because you started um, in the industry wanting to answer um, a problem. So wanting to find a solution to a problem, which is very, yeah. um, very common. So not just yes. in Malaysia, here in the Philippines as well. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't actually um, think about their retirement, right? Um, yeah. Exactly. They they work and they save, but the, yes. those savings don't really go to um, retirement. It yes. goes to yeah, you know, future house, or if not yes. a future house, then maybe yes. education for the kids, a yes. new car, um, all of those you know lifestyle changes. Not thinking about the far future, which would yes. eventually come. So a lot of us actually fall into that category where we're still working at the age of like 60 70 or if we're not working it's our kids who um, help support us yeah so they become this sandwich generation so i know i don't know if you're familiar with that with with yeah 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 yes i am yeah so right and um and you know in our country we just want that to um, subside if not stop mm. because mm. it's one of the causes for us to never get out of like the rat race of always yeah. you know living paycheck to paycheck so I'm glad that you were um, you've joined the cause to help educate um, people and help them manage their finances because also I yeah. feel like some mm-hmm. people, think that financial um having a financial planner is only for the rich yes i, I totally agree with you yeah some of my clients that they think that it's only the rich you know financial planner only manage their money because they have so much of money yeah. but i totally disagree with them because yeah. everyone need a financial planning to help them out to guide them so they know uh, when come to make a, a, a rational and objective uh, on decision making mm-hmm. uh, in the in, along the way, this is how I see it. Mm-hmm. Like what you mentioned, like especially like uh, the sandwich generation. I mm-hmm. am in the sandwich generation yes. now. Yes. Yeah, because my mom, uh, mm-hmm. previous time was like my dad because mm-hmm. he had stroke, so mm-hmm. I have to you know fork out some of my saving. Uh, even my retirement fund for him to, to to um. Uh, pay all the expenses, especially the medical bills. Yeah, so this is what we are you know, uh, facing now in Malaysia as well. Because a lot of parents, our parents uh, do not have insurance, uh, all those insurance plans, you know, they do not have that because mm. the old folks don't believe at all on yeah. protection plan. Mm. <laughs> so they, you know, when they retire or even they can't, you know, can't to, uh, they can't continue to work anymore. It depends on their, their, their um, I mean, their children. And then, then after that, they you know, they find it difficult, and then the children have so much of stress, you know, just to cover everything. 
So yeah, it's time for us to you know help uh I mean this group of people to yes. yeah to to lead them you no know, to give them a, a I mean you no know, solution or even a, a a guideline for them how, what to do you know so they won't uh stick into the in this situation. This is what I see in Malaysia now. Yeah. Yes, that's true, and it's um, very similar here in the Philippines as well. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people, uh, or at least from my generation, um, are in the sandwich generation, and they're mm-hmm. sick of it. And that's mm-hmm. why, like I think we mentioned this earlier when we had our mm-hmm. chat, that um, we're slowly, or this generation is slowly getting into like uh, the realization of how important personal financial management can be and why financial planners aren't just for the rich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, so yeah, it's not only for for, for seventh generation and then Mm -hmm. it's also, uh, I mean, for those like youngster, Mm -hmm. um, because most of the Malaysian, especially the youngest one, um, they in the uh, stage of uh, building out their career, you know, it's time for them to save out uh, for their future, you know, uh, maybe start a family. So some of them don't even uh, think about that. You know, they just uh, uh, enjoy. What did, what, what did the youngster call it? YOLO? <laughs> YOLO, yes, yes. I, I hate that term. <laughs> yeah, they call it YOLO. No, leave it alone. Just, just leave it your life. Live your life, you know. Yes. So they never think about like safe out, you know. Do you know that 75% of Malaysian can't afford to take out 1,000, I mean, ringgit uh, for any emergency? Mm. This is bad. Yes. This is really bad. It's 75 of Malaysian. They can't afford, don't even can take out from their saving account. Yeah, this is really bad. Yes, that's so. true. So um, even here as well, like um, the moment there's sickness in the family, um, the whole family gets into debt. So mm. it, it's not good. Like I think there was a census that only um, one out of 10 of the Filipinos have some kind of insurance um, policy. So imagine those nine, um, the, those nine people, um, whenever there's a sickness um, in the family, so they get into debt. And yes, it's very problematic. And that's why um, I'm very happy that we have these people now who are not only thinking about YOLO, but they're thinking about uh, Yago as well. So I think YOLO means um, you only live once. Um, and there's, there's this new movement of Yago, which is um, you also grow old so that is how like there's a shift in the mindset of of people now and mentioning that as well so who is actually your ideal client the one that you um, seek out to to provide ongoing service okay um normally those are in their uh, mid-30s uh they started to have uh, uh they have children I mean, like uh, young kids. So this, um, most of the, them are my clients. I have some of the youngsters which that 
that's the reason why I learned YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but for them, it's just like, I'm just trying to build out their habits of saving, mm. try to um, adding value uh, uh, to them to understand what is financial planning, to avoid them to make a further of financial mistake along the way. Yeah, so I have a mixture of clients mm. here. I even have a, a client set. Uh, the oldest, my client, the oldest one would be in her 50, uh, 55. Yeah, mm. she's now 55. She's now uh, facing, I mean, retired. Mm-hmm. So it's time for me to help her to plan for her post-retirement now. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. So you you are actually all across um, all ages. And so with regards to that, because you're handling multiple um, generations um, or age, at least like career and age differences, um, do you have like a set of financial um, path for them or do you um, create a very specific only to that client um, for their like financial path. Uh, oh, okay. Um, not really. It all depends on their needs, you know, their mm. current needs, and now to try to help them out to solve their issue so that they won't uh, it won't last. I mean, you try to solve it out so that it will like follow them the, uh, throughout the life uh, of their lifetime. So this is what I see it is like a, a, a long term. So whenever that you know, they reach a stage, you know, they might graduate, they might not. Now when they, what I say graduate means that they no longer need my help, no longer mm. need my guidance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they can graduate and do it themselves. But when they reach another stage, maybe you know in their forties or in, even in their fifties, it's time for them to look back, review back on their financial plan, then they will come back. Then I will design another plan for them, you know, just to suit their their needs on that particular stage, life stage. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's yeah. I think that's the correct term, their yeah, life because, stage. Yeah. Because what I see that every client, you know, they deserve to graduate. They, you know, they should build mm. up their habits and you know, to know what is financial uh, planning. Then they have, have an idea. Then, you know, they can graduate uh, happily and then do it by themselves now because mm-hmm. they already have the habits to do it, uh, to save up or even to allocate all the you know, funding, everything. They know what to do. So, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wonderful um, that uh, you base your the, the financial plan per life stage and that they actually have um, that option to yes. graduate whenever they have uh, that they've already um, gotten used to the habits the, the positive habits that they can in order to um, grow and manage yes. their money on their own and that's actually nice like it's it's like um, training a child, right? So yes, you, yes. You, you don't really want to hold the, the child's hand all of the time, forever. like all of their lives, yes. like forever. Um, yes. So you actually give them a chance to do things by themselves so that yes. um, there would come a day that they wouldn't, not really that they wouldn't need you, but they yeah. can do things on their own. And if there yes. maybe if there are times in their lives that they're uh, they get confused or they have um, 
something new, then they can still approach you and then you can still plan another. Yes, wonderful. All right. And having said that, like, how do you um, actually acquire your, your clients? Because I, I, I actually see that you have mm-hmm. really um, a well thought of content that you post regularly on LinkedIn. So do you yeah. usually use um, or do you use social media heavily to acquire these clients? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, I, I actually I have most of some of my clients are, are from, I mean, 30 percent. From them from the social media and most of them are referral mm. i mean 70 percent they are referral or even no oh. uh, it started since i was like uh, in unit trust when mm. i was an agent so they're starting to follow me until now yeah so yeah mm. yeah yeah that's wonderful <laughs> that's yeah. wonderful to to know that um 70 of your clients are from referral so that means that your your clients are really satisfied with your service or the the service yeah. that you oh, offer yeah. and 30 <laughs> percent is from social media so you're do- doing really well on um acquiring new clients via social media and making sure that you uh, that your clients are happy. So how do you actually keep them happy? Well, uh, most of, um, I mean, most of the people in Malaysia, they thought that uh, financial planner will try to control them what to spend on, you know, what mm. to cut, what to do, you know. Yeah. But for me, I give them most of the freedom just that I will point out or even uh, to, to guide them, to, to mm. show them the picture. If you don't, you know, the, uh, I mean, the the pros and cons mm-hmm. so that they know, they understand that what should I do next, you know, so that can make a, a, a better decision. Not that I want to control them. At least I pointed out, you know, so they, they know that you know, certain things that they, they should do it, certain things that they might have to consider it before they do anything or make, making any decision. Yeah. So I give them the choices, the mm-hmm. option. You know, if you pick one uh, one of the choices or even the option, what we will do, what will happen to you? And then mm. they can see it, you know, they will make their other decision by themselves. Yeah, I don't make the decision by them, for them, mm. because this is the journey, is, uh, this is their journey. Yeah, I just holding them, their hands mm. to go through it and guide them. So that they won't make any further mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, you know. You yeah. know what, Vivian? It sounds like the way you handle financial planning. It sounds like it's like the ideal parenting. <laughs> yes, some of my clients told me that, that I'm like a mother to them. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm a mother. I mean, I'm in my forties now. I have two girls, mm-hmm. so maybe because of that, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like to take care of people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because um. I like I you were you know describing how you uh you keep your clients happy and I'm like thinking like that's actually like parenting you don't really (laughs) want to like you want them to realize things on their own and then you're just there to guide them which is really nice because they'll have like the autonomy uh, like they'll still feel like they have this autonomy that they can they have control over their money but at the same time like there's someone there who will feed them good information and then will provide them the the guidance that they need yeah so that even when like maybe 
um, they'll spend or they'll splurge their money and then they'll um, think at the back of their minds, oh, yes. like my financial um, planner actually <laughs> said that I, I shouldn't yeah. be doing this. So, yes. um, and they'll always remember that voice um, at the yes. back of their mind. And, yes. yes, yes. So that's the reason why most of, some of them told me that whenever <laughs> they want to spend, they were like, oh, oh my God, Vivian told me that don't do so, don't do so. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, because I, I do not want um, people, I mean, clients to uh, see me as a controller, you know, mm, to control yes. them. Yeah. Yeah, no one likes that, right? Like no yeah. one wants yeah. no one wants that very controlling parent um that tells them what exactly. to do. And I think even like I don't know anyone who who actually loves having that kind of person around. Like yes. like I I know this to be true um with some of the like let's say you're in a gym. And you have yep. like a gym coach, and then there's coach, this yes. coach who says, "Don't eat this, don't eat this." Like, you don't really want to go to the gym. Or, yes, or, exactly, right? exactly. This is that I do not want that to happen to my clients, you know, because they are paying me because I'm fee based. Mm. You know, um, oh, they, they need me to be there, you know, to support mm. them. Just like what I wrote in my LinkedIn, a like we like a a cheerleader, you know, mm, to cheer them yes. out whenever they succeed anything. You know, they, 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 they achieve anything, like not even, no, I, no matter what, you know, it, you know, uh, I mean, personal or in their business or even financial, mm-hmm. anything. So, mm-hmm. it just, just be there and support them. That's all. Yes. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I'm actually, um, <laughs> I've been reading your your um, your LinkedIn post. And um, as, as I mentioned, it's very, yes, it's very well thought of. Like, you don't really just post, like, pictures. There's actually a story behind the picture. And I really love it. Because, <laughs> Thank you. Yes, because I... Because, <laughs> Yes, because it's, it's really nice. Like it's very refreshing to, to to be able to really like, um, you know, read a story from a real person who has, um, who has succeeded in their financial journey. Um, yeah. and so I'm just curious. Like, do you plan these posts, by the way? Um, because I know that this has helped you. Mm-hmm. At least thirty percent of your clients have this. So, do you, um? Like think about mm-hmm. what to post and on when to post, or does this just come organically to you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, cause uh, now we have a schedule. I mean, me mm-hmm. myself. Uh, every like uh, uh, weekends during weekends, I will think out what sort of uh case study or even story that I want to write. So. Yeah, sometimes I will change it. Yeah, you know, depends mm. on my, uh, I mean, my mood. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, oh yeah, you yeah. I have some schedule. You know, mm. I you know one uh every like uh three days I will post in LinkedIn. Mm. So yeah, I have my own schedule, and then sometimes I see that the post is not exactly I I wanted to post. I just change it. Mm. Yeah, because this is a real case uh, that happened to my client. Then I uh, like to share it out, you know, some you know, cause some of the people out there, you know, sometimes they email me or even they text me asking mm-hmm. me the question. So I, I will post it accordingly, you know, to their according to you know what the question. So cause yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah, the way. So, yeah, so actually I'm asking about that because for me mm. it's 
very difficult it's not really that like that difficult but it's actually challenging for me to craft mm-hmm. stories <laughs> for posts uh, not I my forte <laughs> yeah, i understand that because i i'm facing the same difficulties during last year uh, mm. during uh, month of uh, september or october this is my first time when i first time i post it in linkedin Mm, and now yeah. slowly I build up the routine and the habits. You know, just like what we building up, building. Uh, I mean, the, uh, build for our clients. You know, that that's a, yeah. a routine, a habits. So you, know, you just do it. Yeah, very uh, naturally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a very wonderful um, advice. Just do it. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, just do I'm, it. You know? yeah. I, I know the struggles of, you know, financial advisors, even the non-financial advisors, any um, person who has a business these um, at these times, right, really need to um, get their content out there in, in yeah. their social media yes. so that other yeah. people, because everyone is up on their phones now. So it's yes, really exactly. a good strategy. And I, um, and the reason why I also pointed out that I really love your stories is because mm-hmm. even if not a lot of people would like mm-hmm. comment or, yeah. you know, yeah. um, like mm-hmm. your post, when they mm-hmm. see it, some people mm-hmm. actually, um, can relate to those stories and exactly yeah yes, yeah because one of my clients she don't even like my post you know <laughs> um, but she tested me and then, i mean pm me in linking and then she said that you know some one of the uh, i mean the content uh the post that i posted uh is kind of uh her you know <laughs> she's she was in the same situation yes. so yeah she, she was asking me to for an appointment you know so yeah it doesn't mean that there's no likes or comments it doesn't mean that people don't read it yeah actually people do they they do they do <laughs> yes they just 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 don't want to like the post sometimes for, yeah. <laughs> for reasons we don't know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. Exactly. <laughs> so once I have my, uh, I, mean, I post it in uh, FB, uh, mm. Facebook, and then one of my classmates, he saw it and uh, he, he, he was at me and then he asked me, you know, uh, what you do? And then uh, all this story, you now you are talking and uh, you're posting in social media. Mm. Uh, hope you don't mind to share with me. So I share with him, you know, how mm. I help my client and all the case study, everything. And then suddenly he said, hey, can you, you know, uh, can we meet up? Uh, mm. I, I need your help. I need your yeah. advice. Mm. Now he's he's my client now. <laughs> ah, that's wonderful, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah. it yeah. also helps that she uh, that that your your classmate already knew you from before, and yes. you know that he's because you he already trusts you, and now that yeah. he has seen that other people um, trust you as well, then it's yeah. easier for them to yes. like build that relationship with yes. you. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are right. Yeah, that's wonderful, and I'm I'm actually opening this topic, or I'm uh, I, I really wanted to talk to you about this because I know the mm-hmm. um, me included uh, have somewhat of a difficulty in maintaining that habit of posting regularly, and and those posts are very crucial to to our business, and yeah. you know, and it's really nice to. Um, 
find or, uh, you know, get inspiration from another financial advisor uh, who has formed a habit of, of posting <laughs> really wonderful content and seeing results as well. Yeah, because exactly. it's, you know, it's it's not um, easy to be. Oh, and talking into that topic as well, because some of the financial advisors are actually struggling during um at, at the start of the pandemic, how were you able to fare or to transition your business from like the regular meet at the office to like Zoom meetings? Did you have any um, like did you encounter any issues or was it actually um, easy for you to transition? Oh, good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I faced a lot of difficulties. I mean, a, a hardship during last year. Mm. Uh, I mean, in Malaysia, we locked down during uh, March in last year, mm. 2020. Yes. And uh, at first, we thought it's only like, it would took us like two weeks and everything will be like oh, yes. go back to normal yes. again, right? Mm-hmm. So at that time, I, I, didn't do, I, I didn't think too much, you know, um, that until uh, the, I mean, our government announced that we were locked down, further locked down, that it's time for me to think about, you know, all my clients and even my business. So I was starting, you know, at that time, uh, there's, uh, there's some issue came in, means that uh, some of my clients are facing like, like, pay card, you know, after the yes. um, March, yeah, pay card and somehow even worse, they you know, get they lost their job, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that because of the business is not doing well, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. So I starting to text my client, you know, uh, to comfort them, you know, watch and uh, and they need anything, you know, you can just mm-hmm. call me and text me or email email me, you know, telling me what's uh, anything so that I can help you out. So from there, some of my, uh, they're not even my client. There are some of them as like, just like a, a prospect, you know, what we call it. You know? uh, we just mm-hmm. know each other through uh, maybe from friends or even mm-hmm. it started to ask me questions from there. And then now they become my clients because uh, I'm, I think that because I've started with uh, the, I mean, I lead, I lead my hands to help them out, mm-hmm. you know? To show them my support, everything. So they they got. Uh, I mean, through the period, they they been like building up the trust over the time, and yeah, yeah. So this is how I overcome it. Like uh, yes. last year, I've been doing a lot of free uh, advice to most of some some of my clients. Are uh, not my clients, you know, some are mm-hmm. uh, like just a, a stranger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. So um, you've actually really built that trust um, during uh, the initial um, lockdown last year. And now yeah. that they've, you know, the things are looking up, then they've actually, since you've already gained their trust, um, yeah. they've become your clients. So that's really nice. Um, that's actually a, a really good, um, in a, like in a business perspective is also a good strategy to help yeah. others because yes. and you know you know what like even if they don't become your clients they might refer you to someone yes, who exactly. is actually looking for one right yes this is what i've been telling some of my friends mm-hmm. i mean um, uh, my uh, uh, financial planners friends uh, this is a long-term i mean long-term uh, we, we need to build a long-term relationship. You know, it's not about short-term. You, know, you, met, you met a client and then you close from there. That's, that's it. You know? But for, 
financial planning is a, a long-term, is an ongoing process. This is what I see, you know. You know. So, yeah, we, we should do that, you know, continuously. You know, even though they, there's no uh, business between you and me or anything, mm-hmm. we can build a relationship means that for friends, you know, mm-hmm. they know you and then they will refer you to other people. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Now, when... And and I'm opening this up because financial planning, and you mentioned this earlier as well that I wanted to talk about this, that you said that there are only like a thousand of you um, CFPs and yeah. um, most of most of the the one practicing are still like agents um, is yeah. am I right if I it's like insurance agents yeah um, yeah. So what does it take to to become a CFP, by the way? Oh, okay. In Malaysia, you know, even though you took up the CFP courses, but mm. you still need to practice it and you get the license from the authority, uh, I mean from our now central bank, which is Bank Nangara Malaysia. And the other one will be another uh will be our security commission of Malaysia. You need mm. these two license, no, just to practice on uh the financial planning. Uh you certify as a financial planner is not enough. You still mm. need the license from them. Yeah. Mm. So because some of them uh, they see it is a um uh it's hard for them to get a license because they like to stay on as an agent they just want to uh, certify themselves as a financial planner yeah oh. yeah but without the license you can't uh, you can't advise your clients you know mm. you're just a typical uh i mean typical agent mm. uh, trust agent or insurance agent because what you have is a, a certified financial planner but you do not have the license, yeah, because we are not allowed to advise clients or even uh, uh, receive a, a fee from a clients mm. without these two license, yeah. Yeah, so that's um, that's some really um, heavy regulations that your uh, government has already imposed. Uh, yeah. And I think that's very helpful so that um, your clients get the assurance that you actually know what you're doing. Um, yes, exactly. Yes, and you know, because there's a difference between getting an advice from a friend and getting an advice from like a professional, right? Yes, yes, so, yes, yes. And also, and I feel like this is a very important topic. As you mentioned, it's there's only a few of you and there are still a lot of people to help. Um, a lot of uh, people stuck <laughs> in the sandwich generation. So what, yes, like... <laughs> so you know, um, because we're we're almost ending our podcast. Like, I I really want to to know, like, how can oh, like, how do you think can we like encourage more um, people to get into the financial advice industry? Oh, okay. Um, that will be. Um, uh, I I I think we need an encouragement for our government. You know, mm. to encourage more financial planner. You know, mm. we you know, to encourage them to uh, get on board and to become a financial planner. You know, else uh, and maybe you know they can you know uh, 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 uh let those agent mm. you know. Just take some exam. I encourage them to take the exam. You know, mm. uh, whatever license that they they wanted, they needed. Mm. So yeah, yeah. The most thing, the the most important thing is the. I mean, our government. Yeah, they need to do that more. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, yes, more more encouragement because I, I do realize that it's quite difficult to to become a CFP. There's a lot of things that you have to go through, yes, and you yes. said that it's like um, about two years, right, in order to finish yeah, two and a half years, two <laughs> two and a half years. So, and, and that's a lot to go through. So you really have to be committed um, if you really want that for. Yeah. Uh, for for yourself to be to become your career so and i'm really happy that you're you're part of the financial advice industry vivian because um more people (laughs) because more people really um need financial planners and i'm I'm really such an advocate for for that because here in the philippines like um and i think it would be i I know you'd agree with this one as well because it seems Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. there's still a lot of like mindsets to be changed right with regards to um, personal finance and especially retirement like as you said like you've had a friend who who has had their heartbreak be- broken because um, th- there's no option that they can see that they'll be able to retire and that's not like I know like at the back of my head 10 people already who mm. shares the same sentiment um, and yeah, yeah it's very sad but it's very like we have the power to change that um, yeah. and it's just starting with like educating people and having those educators around um, yeah. such, such as your financial planner so thank you so much for uh, speaking with me in this wonderful afternoon, Vivian, and um, for coming to the show. Yes, and but before we end the the show, I'd like to know that if if people would like to reach out to you uh, to to get to know you more, where can they find you or um, know you better? Yeah, you, you can find me in Linging. <laughs> yes, yes, you you're very active there. I can see that. Yeah. Wonderful. So I'll be sure to provide the links to your your LinkedIn profile in our podcast description. Thank but you. again, thank you so much for coming thank into you. the show. It's my pleasure. And you yeah. have a good one. <laughs>